this week on the Push Wallows podcast is all anecdotes, seminars, and nutrition. Two, one. How many Jaeger bombs did you have this weekend, Dan? Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. No Jaeger bombs. <laughs> tequila shots, which are the fucking worst thing in the world. Wow. Oh, I hate it, mate. It was, it, was not, uh, it was not a fun morning, Sunday morning, I have to say. It was, um, so oh, my head was pounding. Dan is not a regular drinker. Um, no, so I'm sure or he, a big drinker. <laughs> he did not pound the, uh, the water all the way through the night either. I'm guessing he didn't. I had a couple of Diet Cokes, I think, when I went to get Diet a drink. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, fuck yeah, it, I'm, it was, I'm not, I can't have That's going to be high, even better hydration. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I said, I don't, I don't drink. Um, the reason I don't drink is because I don't like the taste of it. Like, I don't like, I've got nothing against like drinking as like, and often as well, previously being, you know, trying to lose weight, I just never drank. But I do like, if I do drink, I'll only do it when I'm having a real good time and I'm, out with friends or whatever. I will never just be that guy who's like oh, I'll just have one or two it's like no I either go out or I don't have anything like, it's just, there's just no two ways about it and I have no friends so I very rarely get invited out because um, even Tom is not really a friend he's just turned up to the podcast just, um, we also so, live a few hundred miles away mate, so. yeah there's also that and, um, and then uh, so we went to I went to Worcester to give a seminar with Mike to, to a gym um of the gym's owned by John Clark. I'm sure he's spoken about before on the podcast. We he's really have. He's been a really. He's guy. been a uh, guest before. He has been a guest before. Yeah, that was early that days. Was that one. Early right? days. Yeah, early, it was early about hundred episodes ago. Yeah, um, and yeah, so we went there. It was really good fun. Uh, he's very much no bullshit like myself and Mike, so it was enjoyable. Hundred percent was enjoyable, and. Um, we then got invited. I didn't actually think he wanted this effort seminar. He invited us for a pizza eating challenge <laughs> and a night out and just thought, I better tag in the seminar on here so it looks somewhat professional. Yeah. Uh, and then I think he can claim the pizza back against his expenses probably. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, so, yeah. It was, um, <laughs> so we took on, we did an eating challenge as well. YouTube video for that was out yesterday because we're doing this in the past and it's actually the future when you listen That's to it. That's a good point. So actually, good. You, you can claim all the food that you put through on expenses as well because it's for your YouTube content. Yeah, I should do, yeah, but I don't actually. They're, they're, all they have to do is watch the videos and realise they don't actually eat any of it. Okay, um, yeah. So There'll be a tax be like, well, Dan, you bought all this food, but yeah. you didn't eat anything, so... Dan, I actually subscribed to your YouTube channel and actually... <laughs> cool. um, so we did that and then I like, had a good night out and like, it was yeah, it was a good night out. We went out with a few of the lads and stuff. So like we were drinking you know, Southern Comfort Lemonade, all the manly drinks, co- loads of cocktails and stuff like that. So yeah. it was actually all right, to be fair. Um, I just fucking hate tequila shots. But when there's eight other lads there, peer pressure sets in and you're down them, don't you? So I had a couple of tequila shots, which probably wasn't a good idea. But um, yeah, I had a few drinks. It was good fun. Uh, like I said, it was not fun on Sunday. Um, but yeah, mate, it was all good. It was all good. But I wasn't, um, like I said, I'm not the kind of person who would sit and drink like pints of beer or anything like that. It just doesn't, ugh, don't like the taste of it. That's fine, mate. Nobody's nobody's forcing you to. Yeah, I drink like a normal person, but yeah. I don't drink that much, though. There's, there is actually, I've been hearing a lot of stories on the base of, I, I, actually, we're not in the age group anymore, but 
that's sad to say it was realization when i thought they were talking about my age group and it was actually 18 to 24 year olds and i was like oh yeah i don't fit myself in that <laughs> that character um and about people not drinking about a third of 18 to 24 year olds do not drink teetotal just don't drink yeah i think i wonder if it's a cost thing nowadays see that's that's what they were they were, they were saying oh yeah but then one was like like that's the thing that's stopping people buying like our gen like our generation uh, uh, not see, buying a house it's not like, it's not yeah i don't i don't but you see i think it can't be a cost thing i think that the generation that that generation that age group i think actually they're a lot different to our generation i think when you look back because i think as well how many of those? I bet there's a lot less people going to university now than there was. Our generation probably peaked with the university thing, which would have been a huge impact on that. Um, but I also, just, they did put it down to there's a lot more stuff to do now, like as in yeah. social stuff. So, yeah. I mean, mini golf's gone crazy, mate. Mini golf? <laughs> I don't know. But apparently, there's more things to do um, than Football just. Golf. Yeah. Gone crazy, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just don't know. I just don't. I mean, I've, again, I've never been a big drinker. I drank at uni because I was at uni or whatever, but not, um, like I say, it's not something that I partake in. And it, and it is fucking expensive. The amount of money I spent at the weekend, like, fuck doing that every weekend. Yeah. Some people do. Some people do that. Um, that's off to you if you do. I fucking know. Richer than I am. Jesus. <laughs> um, ridiculous. But when you think about it, when you actually think about it, it is mental how much you pay for a drink, like a cocktail. Oh, yeah. You're like, you got to be the price of the ingredients and you get charged eight quid for it. You're like, what the fuck? Well, but, well. <laughs> well I, yeah, I had a couple of drinks in Canary Wharf and yeah, there was a, basically a pint in Canary Wharf starts at about five quid. Brilliant. So, <laughs> then it's upwards of that, so which is waste. great. Yeah, it's absolutely waste of money. Saying like, that, mate, we paid five pounds for a bottle of cereal, so... Yeah, but that's great. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't give me a headache the next day. So. <laughs> that was, I had a sugar rush. All right. Um, what was the what was the seminar about, mate? Uh, nutrition and training myths. We just basically, basically, we just went over everything we talk about on Instagram, just to the people. Hit, hit me with your top three. Tip, oh, we top three about, nutrition and training myths. We talked about like keto fucking keto, keto like, is a myth, how it's it? superior well no oh, how okay. it's superior you know for fat loss all that sort of stuff um starvation mode if you eat too little you know to lose weight all that sort of shit um and what else was the other one we did that was lo- we did loads of them mate can't remember fucking hell so many clean did eating you, something like that clean eating just eat clean or um i've tried everything to lose weight no you haven't, <laughs> haven't tried everything to lose weight um the fasted cardio we did as well about fasted cardio and I like that myth, the fasted cardio myth, because technically, it's true. Technically, fasted cardio does burn more fat. Technically, but if you look at it in isolation, it does. But it, that's not what happens. You have to take into account the whole day yeah. and the twenty-four hours um, and all that sort of stuff. So it's always good busting those sort of myths because, again, I think with that, it's useful for people to know that there is some. There is the, people will say all oh, the science shows because it does show that fasted cardio burns more fat, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we just did loads of that literally chat for two and a half hours about stuff. You didn't. Um, you just put your like YouTube channel on just to get your views up. You just yeah, that's, that's, that's what you should have done. Yeah. <laughs> you um, had it playing in the background. You should have yeah. Just I think about halfway through, um, it was about halfway through, and Mike was was doing his usual sweary self a little bit more than I was, uh, and we found out at the end that the mayor of Worcester was there. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, I think he, called, he I think he called me a clitoris at one point. So oh, really? okay. that went down. Must have gone down well. But the, the mayor of Worcester loved it though. He was asking all the questions. Nice. That was good. Did um, he have his, Did he have his dangling chain on? 
He didn't. No, that's not. Otherwise, oh. you would have recognised him. <laughs> Just in the gym kit. That's great. Um, so decent, yeah, decent weekend for seminars as well. So I was attending as a person, as a uh, attendee. Not delivering a seminar, which was wonderful. It was very nice. Uh, you got to sit there and listen uh, to Mr. Martin McDonald. He was in. Been a guest as well. He's been a guest as well. Bloody hell, we've had everybody. Um, and he had a day of speaking to some third space trainers. So there's about, I want to say, 40 of us, maybe 40, 45 trainers turned out to have a little listen to Martin in Canary Wharf. It was good. It was nice. It was uh, just a whole day on nutrition as well because I did find it interesting. I did speak to Dan just before this uh, about some of the stuff I did write down. I didn't I didn't write down that much because I did just kind of listen, sit back and kind of listen to mine, which is always fun. Um, and the amount of... I think I counted up... It must have been about six, seven people that he trolled in person there. So it's the classics. Yeah. The classic Coomba, classic... Uh, what's his name? Coach Carter. Um, who, nobody knew who he was apart from me and Josh. He's not that big, to be fair. Like, like well, he does more, and I was like, he's apple cider vinegar guy. He's the he's the like functional medicine that that guy. He's that's yeah. what that's his whole thing, right? It's like fun, um, we, we take, I was like, we've taken the piss out of him. We must have, yeah, yeah so many yeah, times. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but we don't name our stupid things on the internet, do we? We just oh, do it. No, that's very true. So. Just, yeah. Well, now everybody knows. Most people don't know as we sit here with his Instagram feed open. And just <laughs> yeah, it was all that kind of stuff. Um, just saying what they might have said. Um, the classic hamstring flexibility came up, of course. <laughs> Um, which is always funny. Um, yeah, there was lots of anecdotes of that. Um, but yeah, he did the classic, uh, which I like. I was somebody who's particularly intelligent, like Martin, who can probably do a day talk without m- many notes, really. Um, yeah. He'd be absolutely fine. He asked us right at the front, just uh, write down your two to three things you want to learn today. And then I think we've talked about this before. I didn't want to learn about anything about nutrition. I just put business acumen, what was the process of setting up NMNU, and then content creation for social and professional uh, uh, media. And we didn't get to any of that because that was everybody else wanted nutrition based. So and I'm boring uh-huh. fuck apparently. Um, <laughs> it's the only one I was like, can we talk about business? Nope. Because everybody else is play. Um, That's what I really want to know about from mine. <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah. How, how yeah. have you bought that BMW? Um, pretty yeah. Much. <laughs> <laughs> want the your suit? Um, more than anything else. But yeah, it was good. There was a lot of myths busting, that kind of thing. It was a case, you know, you kind of know what you're getting with mine. With uh, kind of against bro science, hell of a lot of literature, a lot of study, a lot of um, kind of referencing studies. Every single slide is referenced, um, and can he can call on yeah. that reference from wherever is in his brain and explain the study as well, which is fantastic when you can do that. Um, it, it does take a certain audience, if I'm honest. Um, to do that with because some of them are just like well what I, that doesn't I don't I really understand how without having a study in front of them there's a lot of graphs involved and it's not how everybody learns um, especially just it's it's nice having graphs but yeah, yeah some people aren't as good with numbers and maths as others so it would have been hard to grasp and there's a hell of a lot of like calculations happening all the time with like BMRs and TDEE all that kind of stuff happening yeah. all the time throughout the seminar and to be honest I found it hard to keep up with and I'm not a nutrition guy but I, I'm a numbers guy and I was just like alright this is yeah, yeah okay, okay cool 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 I was like but we've, we've kind of gone off track but yeah but if he did, if he doesn't mention burgers mate he's lost you so. he, yeah I know I did fall asleep he, he could have said he could have said about BMRs he could have said right the BMR is like the beef in the middle if, and then he, he could have said 
And then TDEs, you know, then he could have gone, oh, that's like the cheese. And then the overall <laughs> bit, you know, is the bun and everything, you know. Yeah, then he, then that would have been well, fine, yeah. yeah. And, or he could have he could have explained calorie expenditure in his his uh, kind of amount of burgers spent, that kind of yeah, thing. He was like, yeah. I have expended two and a half burgers. I know exactly how many calories that is. Thank you. Yeah. Good. That would have been better. Um, then I'll be in. in. But there was a couple of interesting things that I did write down, um, which was had, even before the, the show, me and Dan were actually talking shop. It was very odd. We don't normally do that. We're just normally like, oh, take a bit Sorry, yeah, for about 15 minutes pre and then, <laughs> then go straight into recording. But yeah, we uh, there's a couple of things that, especially, obviously, Josh Silverman we've had on previously, who we'll be doing a lot of work with over the next, uh, I don't know, six months, we hope. Um, but... What we got was muscle and musculature and deficits, and there was also a cool story on uh, adaptive uh, BMRs. So, uh, what should we hit first? Adaptive BMRs going to be easier, I think, because it was an interesting story. This chap. Um, so, uh, there was a study based off this 27-year-old male um, who I'm trying to do the maths right now. 207, yeah, who was 207 kilos. Mm-hmm. Big boy. Um, and then over five years, I think it is. No, not five years. No, 382. Yeah, okay. So um, so 382 days. He loves, he loves throwing this one in there. Yeah, it was... He didn't eat. Mm-hmm. That was what it was. Okay, so it's 382, fast, 382 days fasted. Didn't eat. That was the no eating diet. He was like, it's a pretty good the, diet. It's a pretty good diet, yeah. When, especially when you weigh 200... Seven kilos, and then yeah, so but I mean, lost... starv- starvation mode though, he probably would have got fat. I know, he didn't know, yeah, he would have got fat on the back of him. no eating moment. Um, mm. so he lost 125 kilos, uh, a rate of what is that, 0.33 kilos per day. It's pretty, pretty extreme. So, do you reckon how hungry do you reckon you get? Like, do you reckon it gets to the point where you just don't fucking even... hungry? <laughs> do you think it gets to the point where you just don't even like you don't even get hungry though? You just well, that's what you were saying. He was like, yeah, I just don't eat. If you're out about, yeah, no, no, I can't have that. I just don't eat. I just, I'm just, yeah. What? Well, 200 I'm kilos, sorry? mate. He doesn't go out and about. Don't eat. <laughs> he's not, <laughs> he's not fucking walking down the high street. Eddie, Eddie Hall's like, he was 180, 190. Yeah, peak. but he wasn't fucking fat and obese and dying. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, but yeah. So, also, this is this is based off, uh, so this was explaining the premise of what do you bounce back to. So, he obviously, he lost 125 kilos, got down to, in that 382 days, to 82 kilos. Cool. Pretty amazing. Okay. Then he start, started eating. What was his weight plus five years on? So the premise is a lot of people would think, oh, he'd probably just return back because he's probably got the same dietary habits, that kind of thing, probably learnt the same, blah, blah, blah. But he actually went only up to 89 kilos, which mm. is probably what we could we could obtain was probably hydration, a little bit of muscle mass putting on, that kind of thing. I don't know, a guy that size. Yeah, glycogen, but also glycogen just food, storage. food in the gut. Food, like shit. Yeah. That's just seven kilos you put on in five years. Yeah. It's probably really, really healthy. But the premise was you'd expect him to fly back up. Really strange. I thought that was an interesting story. But. No, it is. No, I, like, I've heard it about three times before, though. Have you? Me. I've never Martin's, heard that. I was like... Martin does it on them. He talks about them. He talks about them in like, a couple of seminars and stuff. Yeah, I thought it was it's, really interesting. It's, it's, the whole, it is the, it's basically the, the case study that you can use to basically just go, starvation mode is a fucking myth. Like, literally, yeah. this like, doesn't happen. Like, look at this guy. Like that guy would have, yeah, that guy would have rebounded or he would have died, yeah. whatever the people will say. Um, 
yeah, it's just fascinating, isn't it? It is a fascinating thing. It's really interesting. You know? So based off that, then we were led into um, so metabolic adaptation, right? And and the the myth or kind of I don't know whatever you want to call it of my um, was the, I basically given you the the answer already. So, but for metabolic damage. Um, which is what we talked about before. So say if uh, a lad is 80 kilos, okay, a BMR of 2,000, and then you rock it up to about 120 kilos, so you put on 50% more mass, and you've got a BMR of about 3,000, let's say that, that's 50% more, yeah, probably about right, doing the maths. Um, and then you jump down back down to 80 kilos again, a BMR of 1,800 calories. So you've dropped, let's say, what's that, 10%. Mm-hmm. And the question was why? Is it is it is it metabolic damage? Is it something else? Is it what would you be your take on that, mate? Well, we talked about it a little bit, didn't we, before the, the show? Kind of yeah. But mine was it. against the grain. That was the only thing. So the, the, what I suggested in which is a, a true thing was uh, muscular uh, economic movement, basically. So at the state of when the when that person would be 120 kilos, they'd have some sort of muscular adaptation. Hopefully, they'd be moving. They'd burn more calories whilst they're that up there because you need more energy to move 120 kilos but also you get stronger if you're carrying away if i put on a vest uh, Mm. and weighed up to 120 kilos i'm going to get stronger when i'm walking around anyway i probably don't do as much but i'm probably going to get stronger from what i'm doing Mm. and if i come back down to 80 kilos i'm going to be more efficient in some of the movements that i do so i put that down to bmr but obviously the counter argument was that all right but he's also he's got more muscle mass so therefore he doesn't he's going to have a higher basal metabolic rate yeah, but we know that muscle mass doesn't actually contribute a huge amount to that. Like, no. if you know the whole myths of like putting on ten kilos of muscle means you burn an extra thousand calories, it doesn't. Yeah, like, it just doesn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think your your theory is probably quite a good one. I think it's quite. I think we talked about before as well. My uh, theory, that's yeah, it's definitely mine. Well, you said it. <laughs> um, is as well like you know if you imagine you get up to one hundred and twenty kilos, just walking like you said and moving like your type one fibers or you know anything that's slightly more aerobic based amount of endurance required to move your body around. It may mean that they are they more hypertrophied. It might be that you're more efficient moving. It might be you're just fitter in general. Um, so, you, like you say, you're more efficient with that. Um, but there's just so many adaptate, adapt, adaptive responses in the body that kind of occur. And it's also when when do you test that BMR? If you tested that straight away as soon as you've lost the weight, yeah, it might be a bit lower. If you were to give them a couple of years of eating a bit more food again, would it maybe increase slightly? To, is that adaptate, adaptive response... Is it go the other way as well? Do you know, like, can you, like the whole reverse dieting theory, um, yeah. there's an element to it where, you know, can you do that by, and again, we're talking about 5 10% here, right? It's like, well, yeah, potentially, but is it significant? No, not really. But if it's enough to that conversation to come up, could it happen the other way? Potentially. Um, and it's, it's just, again, it's just one of those, it's, it's like cool and sciencey to geek out on, but the reality is, does it matter? If applied, we know the answer, yeah. This is why I was like, oh, this is all like, well, great, but... It doesn't they, really make a difference, does it? If they've like, lost that weight, then they'd be happy, so it's fine. Yeah, you know it? But, <laughs> yeah, but there, is, there is, you know, there is research showing that, you know, those are people who are who have been obese or have been severely overweight. If they lose the weight, they do find, you know, their hunger signals and stuff, they do find it harder yeah. um, if, they, if you have been that weight previously, um, which, is, which is another good reason to not go there. Um, and it's another good reason that when you do bulk and stuff like that, it's not go fucking crazy and go dirty bulk it because 
there is an element to it where the fatter you get, the harder you will find it in, in the future. Um, so, you know, that's certainly something to, I've got a client who used to be quite obese and yeah, his calories are fairly low, probably lower than someone of his weight who, you know, if he was, hadn't been obese potentially. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just not, like I said, I wish I knew the exact reasons for it and stuff. But again, I don't think you, I don't think we need to know. It's just something we know. We know that we don't need to know the why. We just know it occurs. So, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, it does occur. So, yeah, if you've got that kind of adaptive response, your BMI will go down. Sorry, then you kind of have to move around a little bit more. Yeah, be a bit more conscious of that. So, obviously, subconscious movement might have decreased. So, well, you also, what does he? Uh, Instead of neat, because he hates the term neat, doesn't he? Neenat. Neenat. Yes, that's the kind of, was it everything that's non-exercise? Yeah, non-exercise, non-exercise, non-activity thermogenesis. Yeah. Because so, he, he refers to like neat as like walking and stuff, but he's like, but that's... But you could be walking like, around or you could be walking around for six hours carrying shopping. And he was like, yeah. that is neat. And he's like, yeah. but that's farmer's carries. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. But also, and it's like, neat like, is also just me shuffling around, kind of doing my work. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, why are they in the same category? Yeah, which I totally, I totally get. I've seen talk about it before, but knee nuts. It's obviously a novel idea. So I agree with that premise. Um, it's interesting. So the next thing that was interesting to talk about, and I do fall on one side of the category here, um, and it is on. I agree with what Martin said, but also Josh kind of was on the fence. Um, when he raised this point was building muscle in a deficit mm-hmm. and as you explained Dan Martin is incredibly smart of how he he'll, he'll know he's got a rehearsed answer for what he would say and basically to Dan can you build muscle in a calorie deficit yes yes is it optimal no does it depend on the size of the deficit? Yes. Does it depend yes. on your protein intake? Yes. yes. Does it depend on how resistance trained you are? Yes. Does it depend on your experience level? Yes. Does it depend on your exercise selection? Probably not. <laughs> but like, there's like all these things that in because I've seen Martin ask these questions before and stuff, and yeah. it's like I can I can see where Josh is answer comes from. I can see that whole thing, um, but that's the difference between muscle gain and fat loss. Is you know as Martin termed it, I think you, you mentioned is that. One of them is dependent on a, I suppose, not I don't how you use a fucking word ignition, but like it's, it's there needs to be a stimulus required, which is the muscle training, it's which like is burn, the, burning like a furnace. Then yeah, my body's a I, furnace. I, I, yeah, <laughs> like, the weight training is the catalyst for muscle growth, right? Good word. Um, so whereas fat loss, it's not. It's like you will lose fat if you train or don't train or move or don't move if you're in, you know consuming the right amount of calories. Um, and it's one of those things where you can go, well, can you build muscle in a calorie deficit of 10 calories? Of course you can. Probably build more muscle if you're in a calorie deficit of 100. And likewise, if you were in a calorie deficit of 300 or 500. So the more severe the deficit, the less likely it's going to be that that's going to be an easy thing to achieve. Um, but likewise, if you're in a calorie deficit of 100 calories and someone has fuck all protein and someone has shitloads of protein, that's another thing that's going to impact it. It's not just about the deficit. Um, so there's all those other things that come into it, really. Um, but also the biggest thing with it is like the experience level of how how trained you are in, I suppose, resistance training, how efficient you are, how advanced you are in your, in your ability to apply, I suppose, most training principles, like an overload and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
because the more advanced you are, less likely it is you will be able to do that. Um, I'm incredibly that, unlikely. So yeah, and likewise, though, I wonder if now, I do think there's an element to it where in a calorie surplus, like we know there's kind of sl- there seems to be research coming out. Again, we don't know if they were um, using it anabolics or not, but that you can give people a lot more food and they do put on a bit more muscle but they also put on a fuck ton more fat and it's like is that worth it in the long run probably not um but is that dose response there as well with with muscle gain you know i don't think for most people it's worth it so yeah that's exactly the the question i've just written is all right so we've got like a deficit you can build muscle and we've said it's not optimal but then the counter argument to that is okay well what calorie surplus or maintenance what is optimal in a calorie surplus for building muscle? Is it 100, 200, 300, 400 calories higher based off like a certain amount the problem, of protein? The problem with it, and this is where people get confused with calorie surpluses and, and they really yeah. don't know what they're talking about. And it comes, there's a really popular fucking person on all over Instagram. I, I don't follow him uh, or on Facebook anymore, but he was sort of saying that to put on X amount of muscle, you only need to be in a calorie surplus of 100 calories, which technically is correct technically however your calorie maintenance moves it's is by no mean constant so let's say you're in a calorie surplus or you put in your numbers and you're in a calorie surplus of 100 calories right what happens if you do an extra 3,000 steps that day you're not in a calorie surplus anymore that day and that will be possibly that would be your maintenance exactly yeah probably, probably 10,000 steps is probably even put you yeah, in a slight deficit then yeah. it's kind of too close to your maintenance to put you in a, in a potential deficit right so let's no say buffer. you know that's exactly, but let's say someone, you know, let's say you, you fucking go even further than that, 200 calorie surplus, right? Let's say you over it a little bit. Well, you're going to naturally, by being in a surplus and having a few more calories, you move more, your neat goes up, thermic effect of feeding goes up, um, your training intensity goes up, the amount of volume you do in the gym goes up. Yeah, so so straight away, within two weeks, you could, you, that, that 200 calorie surplus could potentially then only be 50 calories. Yeah. Right? So this is, this is my premise. He was just like, as your training, because Josh was like, oh, but... Uh, obviously, I feel better. Your training lifts, your lifts go up. Your intensity of training goes up. He was like, "Yeah." So the training catches up with your calories. So then, mm. therefore, whatever calories you were just on becomes your maintenance, and yeah. then you have to up it again, and then yeah. that will keep, and it will just keep going up. It can't go up, uh, like exponentially. There's got to be, there's got to be a point. No, and it, but it also explains why. And then also, also when you then gain weight, that means you are then putting on weight. And there's also a question came up this weekend at the seminar actually, which was kind of like. People forget that fat cells are metabolically active. They forget that when you get fatter, that increases your metabolic rate. So when people say, like, you know, like they talk about fucking, you've got a slow metabolism. Well, fat people have a faster metabolism. They're bigger. They have more weight. They require more calories to, to keep that alive. It's, it's yeah. not dead. They're not dead tissue. It's not dead cells. Um, but it explains why people like myself can, who are at such quite a low body weight, need to up their calories so much because I'm a neat freak. Like, I'll... I'll just burn through those calories pretty quick. Um, and some people don't burn through those calories quickly. And it's why some people I know, like I've got a client at the moment, Danny, who is, I can't think off the top of my head because I don't give out cookie cutter programs. I think he's on about 14, 1500 calories a day. And he's about 62 kilos something like getting lean for a photo shoot. At his max calories in his off season, he was up at nearly, nearly, nearly up at 4,000, three and a half, 4,000 calories. And I was never, and it was always that thing of like, I wasn't saying to him like, oh, it's got to be exactly this number of calories. I was like, look, if you go a bit over, you go a bit over, like, it's cool. 
But it explains why when he's at three and a half thousand calories, he doesn't just go into a into a deficit of two thousand eight hundred and he's and he's done. And likewise, now he's not going to just add three hundred calories on it, always in a surplus. Or you know, went up to two thousand as a maintenance, and then went up to two thousand three hundred, and there you go, he's he's gonna he's gonna ma- magically grow now. No, because his body catches up with that, and he just goes up, and it needs to go up and up and up, and it explains why you need those high amount of calories. And it's also why talk about another one of my clients. I, ju- I posted his transformation, I think, um, this week. Luke, who who I know from cricket, and he was really scared when I told him his calories. He's like putting them up, all, like week on week, nearly putting them up, putting them up, putting them up. He looks like he's got leaner, his waist's got smaller, he's put on muscle mass, and he was just scared to eat. And I think that people get into this trap of being scared to eat food because they're worried they're getting fat because they see the number on the scales go up. And if you have a professional eye looking over you, it's amazing how much someone tells you to eat, and you're like, "Fuck, I've not got fat." Like this is weird Man. because you're eating so many more calories than you were before, but because of all those processes, you're not storing it as fat and you actually start feeling loads fucking better for it. Yeah. Um, and that's when you start training hard and you realize, fuck, I am getting strong and I actually do feel good in the gym rather than just treading water all the time. Yeah, and it's way better. So you start training better and when you're, when you're, we're not saying a crazy, we're saying a 200 calorie buffer, which is, I'm not even bothering to do the math on that, like 0.4 of a kilo a week. A guy something like my size, like that, yeah. like that. it's not not a crazy amount. The weight's gonna gently go up. But again, but that two hundred calorie buffer, it's like it go. It, like I said, it, it's actually it's, when you look at your normal maintenance, it's actually probably like a nine hundred calorie buffer. Yeah. But because your body's burning off about six hundred of that, just from being in a surplus and you're being more active, just being fidgeting around, literally just wandering around anyway, it's just aimlessly, randomly. <laughs> That's yeah. it. And it, uh, because what people don't know is that is that t- your body can't handle too many carbohydrates because if you have too much sugar in, in the bloodstream, it's toxic, which is why it gets rid of it. And what your body does to get rid of it is it stores some of it, but it also makes you more active. It's why people get hyperactive when they've had loads of sugar. It's nothing to do with sugar being bad for you. It's that your body's burning it off. Um, and your body will do that, like naturally. So there's so many things that, pe- like I said, people are unaware of um, when it comes to nutrition. But... Eat more food, god damn it. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, yeah, he talked a bit about that. It was in, uh, one thing I found funny when he first like qualified. Obviously, he was a big big guy on the uh, GI stuff. So he wouldn't mm. let anybody eat carrots because they're like super high GI. And they realized that you've probably got to eat a fuck ton of carrots to actually have any kind of effect, right? Yeah. So, mental. <laughs> we've all made mistakes like I said we've all people made mistakes, make but, mistakes exactly. you know he's, he, he's one of the few that actually does come out and be like look I was a dick and he'll something say it like um, you know everyone's got their everyone's got their preferences as well like everyone has their own little things that they like and that they support and I know he likes fasting and he's a big proponent of it yeah yeah himself, I, th- but I, th- I think he's he didn't say he particularly likes it but he totally understands the uh, the premise and he understands how it fits into people's lives and mm. just it's it's more he understands the psychology and the adherence factor of it that he was like it's not the best it's not the greatest thing to do obviously if we had the choice I would not make you probably do this but because of his lifestyle and how he operates, he's like, I like the absolute nature of it. It was like, all right, it's nine o'clock. I can't eat. It's just easier, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, for a lot of it's just, just the de- it's basically the, de- the decision has gone. He was like, that's the that's the reason why this lad ended up doing the like the no eating diet. He was like, I don't have any decisions. Like stress, all those stress factors have gone because I don't have a decision to make. And there was there was another lad he was talking about as well who only did the one meal diet. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna have all my all my stuff in one meal. He was like, you're mental, but you can do it. He was like, all right, exactly. well, you you said it was gonna be a good idea. I was like, I don't think I said it was a good idea. I said it was possible, 
But yeah. <laughs> it's like you're gonna yeah, imagine doing that in one sitting every single day. Just just having one meal. Stupid. Yeah. I, I don't fancy that. Don't really fancy that at all. I'd rather have yeah. I fall in the boat of like five, six, seven, eight, ten, ten to twelve meals a day. Of at least six hundred calories. Sounds good, mate. I go for it. <laughs> Definitely there. Uh yeah. But interesting, mate. I thought it was great. It was a good. It was. It got me thinking about some stuff. So steady which, on. Which is <laughs> just more than more than most. More than more stimulating than talking to Dan, mate. So absolutely fine. More more, more than a PRI course, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, that just led to arguments. So <laughs> it's fine. Made you That's, think, though, didn't it? Eh? It did make me think, and I was like, "I'm right. You're wrong. No, okay. shut up. <laughs> Where's your research? I'll get mine out. It's fine." Um, yeah, Jesus Christ. Not like actually shooting somebody down, saying this was an over's assessment today never mind doesn't really matter um but yeah it's an interesting i did actually write something down in terms of yeah muscle in a deficit so a stimulus signal dependent on trigger so instead of a energy energy tr- uh trigger and an energy dependent variable what am i talking about so muscle is needs uh, a signal response whereas uh a calorie de- like losing weight losing weight needs a, an energy response energy might I put that right yeah, <laughs> I've confused myself by saying it, and I haven't written it down very clearly, so that's probably why. <laughs> Come back. Just to leave me, it mate. there, mate. Just leave Just it there, there, mate. Absolutely fine. Um, right, there was one thing that uh, apparently we need to talk about, um, and we're gonna do a little bit of stupid things. Also, Dan's got to fly off to uh, Geneva tomorrow, so he's a bit tired. He's also been partying all weekend, so yeah. Mate, I'm already in Geneva. Very true. Yeah, so Wednesday, Wednesday morning, isn't it? Wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there was a chat called Rob. Thank you for sending this. Regular listener of the podcast. I'd love to hear. I any... hope he's after review. If he's a regular listener. I'm sure he already has. He has by well, Wednesday evening. If he hasn't, let's um, give this pause and give him a chance to get right now. Pause, <laughs> pause, pause now. Pause just, we'll just, just sing. Just in fact, sing any now. of you who's not written a review yet, I'm, I'm, <laughs> we won't go now. forward. We, we don't know no, anything right. about Oblivion Ultimate Recovery. We won't learn about it if we don't go on. You've got to pause now. Bam. They paused. Right, there we yeah. go. <laughs> All right, so love to hear myself and Dan discuss this opinions on this product. Just seen Eddie Hall, uh, strongest man ever. Um, and, and, he, and he never does anything for money, by the way. Of he course, never no. Uh, money. Um, no. I'd like to say, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's getting kickbacks from this. Um, <laughs> that was my first response. Don't um, be stupid. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the best thing to happen to protein ever. Um, so this is called Oblivion Recovery. Yeah, another source we won't be sponsored by. Um, but oh yeah, it's fine. I don't really care. Myo Band? It's a British company, of course. They've got Eddie Hall. Um, yeah, Ultimate Recovery. One customer review. That's less than us. That's bad. Mm. Right, also, one, the flavour that they featured was Blood Orange. Ooh, yep. Disgusting. Alright. I thought it was, it was reasonably interesting, the description... Um, uh, protein found current range uh, groundbreaking new products of course so highly advanced peptide form derived from hydrolyzed dairy protein it's produced a protein based drink with zero carbs sugars and fats when consumed it will be instantly be absorbed to give the full spectrum of amino acids required to enhance strength lean muscle and more importantly reductions of DOMS delayed onset muscle soreness 
If you're looking for an this product that has powerful benefits of whey, BCAA, and any other protein, however, it's refreshing juice is oblivion. Um, oblivion is uh, suitable for all users, yet it really excels when used by athletes, where rapid recovery is necessary in between multiple daily training sessions. Mm. And I'll just, uh, we've got nutritional info. So you've got zero carbs, zero sugar, zero fat, zero digestion, zero fiber. Zero digestion, yeah. I don't really know what zero digestion means. <laughs> but yeah. 27 grams of carbs. No, so 20 gram, grams of protein, sorry. And that is it. Intra and post-workout recovery drink. Fast acting, fully absorbed with zero digestion. Mm. Fully absorbed, but zero digestion. I assume that just means that it's just... What, what, would, happen? what would happen if something was zero digested, Dan? Uh, it wouldn't digest, Tom. It wouldn't digest. How would it come no. out? Uh, so if exactly I didn't, if, if I didn't, if I didn't digest the chicken breast, it would yeah. come out. There would be chicken breasts in my toilet. Yeah, um, there would. Be. Yeah, and yeah. Lit, like literally the same as lit- I put no, them in, and, and like literally would be as well. Like it, literally, literally, like be, that, yeah. that would happen if zero digestion happened. Yeah. But that doesn't happen, does it? It's almost like sweet corn, isn't it? Yeah, It'd be like sweet corn. That's zero digestion. It kind of just yeah. passes through you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. So unless my pee is gonna come out, I don't think that's real, mate. I don't think that's really blood happened. orange color. But on the basis of that, my pee did turn pink the other week um, because I had uh, a beetroot drink. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. That's scared. Yeah. It did this shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, te- I texted my friend who also had one. It was like a freebie that got given away, and I was like, "Is your pee pink?" <laughs> I was like, "Is there something wrong with me? Am I bleeding?" I had to double check, obviously, but yeah, not. It wasn't. It was the beetroot. I did a quick Google search on uh, beetroot flavored dr- or beetroot colored drinks, and it was like, "Yeah, yeah, it can't turn you." Yeah. But yeah, so Dan, um, what do you think about? Is this the? Uh, is this new for protein? Is it the best things? So Rob asks, um, is there any evidence to their claims? Um, yeah. Um, do you need do you need carbohydrate to for muscle recovery and to have with protein? Was was one of the other questions that he posed as well. So I don't know an immediate amount of dextrose or something like that. So you definitely don't need any carbohydrate um, post-workout. As long as you're getting protein in, that's all good. That's what we need to worry about. Um, that's the most important thing from that. And then, yeah, the, hy- the whole hydrolyzed protein thing, basically it's just going to be a slightly faster-acting whey protein or like form of whey protein or whatever. Um, it's similar to like Pepto Pro. Like Pepto Pro is, the, um, is one that works. Um, and that has like... And the whole like zero digestion thing is it's kind of like no it still needs to be digested it just happens at a slightly quicker rate than it than a whey protein for example or something like that but that doesn't necessarily is that's not necessarily like the, the best thing in the world like yeah immediately post workout is fairly useful but again for ninety nine point nine percent people it doesn't fucking matter for Eddie Hall it might matter it might matter no. but there's also so many other things Eddie Hall doing that are going to help him miles more than the protein is what um, what would we what would say like three hours getting meal in for four three hours after a workout. It depends, depends on when you've when you when you've had your pre workout meal. If you, you know, I would always say whatever whenever you had your meal before the workout, five hours after that is probably the rough time. So if you've if you had your meal at twelve, you work out at two, have it by five. Like yeah. it's pretty simple. Whereas if you if you've not eaten and you had it at ten and you train at two, get it in pretty sharpish. Like it's but even then it's like we're talking about 
one two percent is it we're not yep. stressing about it again get your total daily protein intake on point split the protein intake roughly three to five hours apart over the course of the day pretty even the amounts you're fine i mean and the people Don't shout buy at us. Fucking people, shit people shout on us going actually uh, you still have a response for eight hours after working out yeah but you're obviously going to eat like before 48 hours after the response so yeah. that's fine just, just it, it's proven to be a little bit better getting it in a little bit quicker but yeah I would say three hours afterwards, but that correlates to what Dan was saying. But if you're having a meal two hours before, which is pre, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not gonna say um, it's not gonna be a ground protein. It's protein, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> it's just giving you an, it, all. All I can see, it's giving you the opportunity to have your carbohydrates and f- fats in a different source. So, absolutely fine. Which I'm all in favour of because I would rather go and have my carbs in a cinnamon bun form. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, we haven't tried the uh, cinnamon Coca-Cola. I saw it advertised on Facebook today. Still haven't found it. I looked at Sainsbury's. I still haven't found it. Uh, I did not have a look today. Apologies. Uh, We'll try and get it for next week. Um, Which, Or if anybody wants to just send it to me, or just come and give me one. So, absolutely fine. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be nice, yeah. You know where I am. Just come to Marlebone, just wandering around coffee shops, looking for cinnamon buns. Yeah, mate. All right, um, what are you doing in Geneva? Training an eye, mate, you know. Training. Standard. Training, Swiss, training Swiss people, eating Swiss chocolate. You better bring Isabel some Swiss chocolate back. I could do some Swiss chocolate right now, to be fair. Yeah. If you don't, I want to see some Instagram stories of Isabel covering her face with Swiss chocolate. Yeah, it'd be a waste. It's wasted on her. I mean, she eats Kinder Eggs. I'll give her a Kinder Egg. Um, so, yeah, I'm going... Uh, What's wrong with that? Kinder Eggs are great. Nothing. But I'm just not going to spend a lot of money on expensive Swiss chocolate. and let right, her buy cheap eat. Swiss chocolate, then. I could do, yeah. Buy dairy milk. Um, so yeah, I'm back on Friday. Wonderful, Friday mate. Morning. Just yeah, more celeb- more celebrity training. So. Oh, you know me, mate. <laughs> Such a high flyer, Dan. All I, I do, mate. That's all I yeah, do now. All you do. Um, yeah, it's so totally true. All right, mate. Any news coming from Biceps Bantering? No. No. Other than go and watch our video. We did a pizza eating challenge. Go watch it. Of course. Go watch that. All good. Uh, no news from me, which is no news is good news. A little bit short episode because Dan's feeling tired, but <clears throat> I am as well. And I'm we're recording, <laughs> recording on a Monday as well because we're so committed. All right. So strange. If you haven't left a review, of course, on iTunes, go give us five stars. Really helps us out. Also on, yeah, write something creative. Maybe and if, you, and if, if you listen to us on Instagram as well, just share on your story that you're listening to us. That's always <laughs> nice. Like, if I can remember get that. Cause, uh, like, we should do a helps. mailbag and just read out the most creative responses. Yeah, we should be do. interesting. Yeah, we'll do that. That's I fine. haven't checked if there's been any new ones recently. I actually. haven't checked in months. So I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to do is I'm not going to check until a week after this has gone out, and there should be loads of them in there now because everyone <laughs> should be doing it. I know. At least, we know how many we know how many people listen, and we know how many reviews. At we've least got, ten. So at least a lot 10. of you. <laughs> haven't fine. done a review. We don't mind. So um, please do a review. It'd be really nice. Yeah, it'd be wonderful. All right, uh, we will catch you next week, guys. See you later, guys. <laughs>